standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. It is the 20th of June, episode 439. We're going to call it with reps like these. Draw your own conclusions, but if you want, you can stick around and enjoy the show. Before we get into it, let me remind you the best way that you can make an impact is to like, share, and subscribe to this program. Subscribe, 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 please. I'm getting five to 600 minimum downloads a day now, but I've got less than 100 subscribers. We need to boost that number up a little bit more, guys. Help me out here. And... If you're feeling particularly motivated, you can rate and review this program at your favorite podcatcher or over at Podbean or YouTube, whatever works best. And yes, I do habitually show up at Facebook, sometimes Gab, and occasionally even MeWe. Uh, I'm looking at other options, but ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I only have so much bandwidth and I will make no excuses. It is what it is. All right, here we go. On with the show. I'm going to try and keep it at 25 minutes today. 25 minutes. I want to respect your time. And really, there's not a whole lot we can say about this. So we're going to interrupt our normally scheduled Texit Tuesday to <laughs> do a basically a follow-up to yesterday's episode and the shenanigans that's been playing out amongst us here in Texas. Hmm. So, I, I just I want to take a moment to gather my thoughts and make sure I don't uh, I don't shoot myself in the foot here. So, you know, the Texas State Republican Party has the largest political convention in the country, eight thousand strong, and we do the good work. We put forth uh, priorities. We put forth uh, planks to the platform. We seek to guide the party and what it stands for in Texas. And in return, we help and get our elected officials elected. And then somewhere along the line, they detach themselves and dismiss us. They reject our priorities. Quite frankly, there are a lot of folks that are elected officials that don't actually support our priorities. They work against us. They dismiss us. They think that once they have the role, they don't need to worry about what we are saying. And as I mentioned yesterday, sadly, in many cases, that's true. Once they're elected and the money starts flowing to them, they can dismiss, disregard, and quite frankly, poo-poo the very people that work their tails off to get them elected. Now, uh, in yesterday's episode, I, I put up a picture on the social media, uh, some Gino dude, I guess he's the one out in Fort Worth that basically abandoned all of his constituents, much like our own Justin Holland has. They think they're working for the greater good. Not sure what that is. They think we're uneducated based upon what and compared to whom. They think that we're all a bunch of populist nincompoops. Well, there's nothing wrong with populism because Populism is what gets people engaged and involved. And as far as nincompoops go, I got to say, a great number of these guys that have those quote-unquote credentials, not very impressive. I'm in no rush to trust the experts because, once again, as we've seen in the last three years, 
Experts either don't know what they're talking about, lie about what they're talking about, or can easily be bought off. And if you think it's not your expert, well, hopefully you're right. But all too many experts fall into one of those three camps. They're so uh, sold on the idea of their own brilliance that they disregard what other people with common sense and basic understanding of what's going on in front of them tell them. The much, or I should say much can be said that that is the same phenomena with our elected state officials. And it's not just the state reps. I mean, we got some state senators that think this way too. And certainly the big three. Oh yes. The big three. Uh, they're too busy playing battle Royale to get their preferred solution put forth as opposed to give us something that actually works. And then we've got people complaining about, oh, well, we don't like how you're lowering our taxes this way. Well, again, time and time again, if you can tax somebody's property, it's not their property. I've come up with a solution. I've put it forth multiple times. I'm going to do it one more time. Why? Because it's directly related. If you live in a city, doesn't matter what city, if you live in a county, doesn't matter what county, the county and the city get to a levy a head tax on you, a residency tax, if you will, much like an HOA, right? Un- unfortunately, the HOA can control your property. We're taking that away. We're just simply going to say, if you choose to live in, and we're going to use the town of Fairview, if you choose to lo- live in the town of Fairview, we're going to assess you in the amount of I don't know. Let's just make it simple. A hundred dollars a month. It's going to cost you a hundred dollars a month to continue to live in Fairview. You yourself are going to have to pay it. The expectation is people will pay it because if they don't, they don't get to vote. If they don't, they won't get their license renewed. If they don't, I mean, there are things that can ratchet up the challenges of being able to function. And then You say, well, what about the county? Well, you live in Collin County. So Collin County is going to say, okay, everybody that lives in the county over the age of 18 has to pay us $50 a month. So at a million people in Collin County, if, if, uh, let's say 60% of them are over the age of 18, that's 600,000 times 50 bucks. That's $30 million, right? Did I get my math right? Check me on that. Okay. So that's your budget. You know how many people live in your county? Deal with it. Now, the state of Texas, very much the same thing. The state of Texas looks at it and says, well, we have a whole lot of people, 33 million to be uh, rough. 33 million people live in the state of Texas and they're going to spend, oh, and you know what? I said that was <laughs> per month. So actually times 12. So it's it's not 30 million. It's 12 times that amount, which would be, I believe, 360 million, but but I could be wrong. So the state government's the same thing. The state needs to finance various things. And oh, by the way, in order to do that, we're going to tax you for living in the state of Texas. It's going to cost you $100 a month. So now if you're following the numbers here, you're now looking at taxes 
for the state, the county, and the city are roughly $250 a month. Now, you're saying right now, oh, that's crazy. That's too much money. How does that? Well, if you're not having to pay $10,000 a year for your property tax, if you're not having to pay for all the other taxes that are gets assessed on you, including sales tax, that money is really quite easy to deal with. Now, for me personally, I think we ought to keep the sales tax. And the sales tax ought to fund the school district. And the this, the uh, sales tax can be whatever it needs to be in that specific school district. And if you don't think they're doing right by you, you just go to the next school district and buy your stuff there. It balances itself out. It, it It's a challenge. And I mean, look, you can create a baseline, right? We're going we're gonna to charge you $20 a month for the school district for everybody over the age of 18 that lives here. And we're also going to get 2% sales tax for everything in the... I mean, there's so many ways to do this that are controllable by we the people. If I want to live in the county, in the city of my choice, then I will agree to pay the fee that it costs to live there. If I don't, I can move to the next county or the next city over. It's not that hard. But they can't tax property because they should have no control over said property. You take that away from them. They should have no control over something that you own. But yet that's the kind of stuff that could never, ever get talked about because of course, some expert somewhere is going to dismiss that. And honestly, the money people in, in the Austin have zero interest in giving people back their freedom, giving them back their own control of their own lives, their own destinies. If a certain city or county charges you too much to live there, what do you do? Well, that's right. You pack up and move to the next county or city over. It's not that hard. You can do this. And they don't even really have to change the existing laws. I mean, as far as the format that they're created in. Again, priorities. We want to reduce the tax burden. We want to eliminate a property tax. And these guys can't do it. They can't even agree on a way forward. That's because they don't work for us. They dismiss us. They don't like us. They think we're beneath them. They're ignoring the masses. And you know what? I got to say, just just as an aside, I do kind of get this. You can't listen to a million people and come up with a, co- a cognitive, cohesive answer. It just won't work. But if you were to take, say, 100,000 of those people and talk to them and you know, they represent those people. Now you can come up with a little bit better plan. Now, if you were to take a thousand of them and talk to them, you see where I'm going with this? This is what our representative republic supposed to work like. These people are supposed to come up with ideas. They're supposed to come up with options, but they're responsible to their people back home. They represent those people back home until they don't, which is apparently what happens in every representative republic. They follow the money. And in this case, most of the money comes via Dade Phelan. Now, one, where in the heck is he getting all this money? And two, why in the heck does he have all this money to give to these people? Why is this legal? Why is this permissible? And why do we tolerate it? But it's not just Dade Phelan. It's his two predecessors, I'm sure. And if we should replace Dade Phelan, I am certain that either his replacement or somebody else along the pecking order will step up and suddenly have money to dole out to all of their supporters. Funny thing how that works, right? They just move the next pan down the line. Today's uh, political juggernaut is tomorrow's has-been. It's something to consider. 
because it all turns on the concept of money, 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 right? Money talks, BS walks. You can see that in our local elections. You can see that at the municipal level, right? You can see that at the state representative representative level, and certainly you can see it in D.C. all the time very easily. Do you think it's less expensive to buy off a school board member than it is a congressman? Maybe, might be. So what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Well, your options are continue to vote for the same thing and get the same response or try something different. Because otherwise you end up with the idea of meet the new boss, same as the old boss, right? And we say you won't get fooled again, but you do each and every time you get fooled. You, you trust that these guys are going to do it better this time. Oh, if we'll just reelect you one more time, certainly you'll straighten up and fly right. Certainly you'll do better than the last term. And they don't. They never really do. They never seem to get the message. They just hear, well, I got reelected, so they, they must like me. They must be okay with me. They must be happy with what I'm doing. They just don't care about you and I or anyone else because they got their meal ticket for the next two years. So I ask you, what are you going to do about it? Justin Holland thinks he doesn't even need us and he can just win his reelection. And sadly, he may be right. The Giovanni guy uh, apparently agrees. And apparently, uh, even Jared Patterson dismisses we the people and just says, well, we can win on money alone. Our own cash flow. Well, yeah, maybe that's true. And again, we're stuck in the rock and the hard place because we can get a bad representative that's got an R after his name or or we can get somebody that's even worse that's got a D after his name what is your option going to be door number one or door number two instant death or death by betrayal (laughs) not a pretty picture is it So I ask you, dear listener, what are our options? I told you yesterday, pick one, pick, pick the most vulnerable person or the person that we think is the most vulnerable, the one that's created the most ire, the one that's the most dismissive, the one that's the biggest jerk, focus on them, put all your angst, anger, disgust, populism, and focus it on that one individual and work to get them replaced. We can overcome the money if we just have somebody with a little bit of name recognition. We can overcome the money if we just outwork them. We can overcome the money if we just say it doesn't matter, no matter what, you're going to lose. Even if that means we have to sit at home during the general election, because quite frankly, being stabbed in the back with a guy after his R, with an R after his name, is far worse than being shot in the head with the Democrat. So you give up one seat. I mean, our own state reps were willing to throw away a seat in Collin County because they didn't want to have to work. So we give up one seat for one term, if that's what if that's what it takes to get rid of a bad seed. Hmm? Knock them down a peg. Take the wind out of their sail. Retire them. Put them to sea. All you got to do is stay home. You don't have to vote for the bad guy. Just stay home. If that's the way they want to play, two can play that game. 
I'm sorry it's come to this. It's disgusting. It's sad that I have to sit here and advocate. Don't support the guy with the that's on your team. But if that's what it comes to, if that's what our only option is, because of the amount of money that they dump into these campaigns, with the amount of influence that they wield over us, and the amount of dismissive attitude they have towards we the people, the people that work their tails off and buy their bull and get them elected, then perhaps we should just consider walk away. Right? I mean, there's plenty of Democrats that have gotten burned out and dismissed by their Democrat leadership, and they're willing to walk away. The problem is we have really nowhere to go. The problem is we have a solid, good party in the state, but honestly, we don't have near enough money to hold the line. We don't have near enough money to push our candidates back into place. We don't have near enough money to remind them who they work for. That's we the people, we the party. Nope. We're stuck. We're stuck. And I'm not advocating anything in my official policy or position as a Republican precinct chair, but what I am telling you as the host of According to Callus, that's the position they're putting us into. That's my opinion on the matter. They have taken away all other options. They have nobody to blame but themselves. They continue to dismiss us at their own peril. They continue to reject us because, well, we're not good enough for them at their own peril. We have to be willing to bite the bullet and take a loss. Pick a seat, any seat. Make that guy retire. Put him out the pasture. Tell him, no, you leave. I know it's messy. It's not fun. It's it's not my preference either. I'm not happy about it. Let me tell you, it's very disappointing. But realistically, that's what it's going to come down to. It's we or them. And we outnumber them. We can take this back and hold it peacefully. It may mean we get a couple lumps along the way. It may mean that we have to give up a few seats. But really, if those seats are selling us out every time we turn around, what's the great loss? This is for the soul of Texas. This is for control of our future. There can be no strong, independent Texas. There can be no strong Texas in this union. There can be no Texas if we cannot regain control of our own state. And sadly, that's what it boils down to. We have to be willing to make a sacrifice. We have to be willing to give something up. So maybe that means we toss up a house district to the bad guys for a term. See what happens. I mean, our own representatives have already done that on multiple occasions. Why should we hold ourselves to a higher standard Why should we not force them to live with the consequences of their choices? They put us in this position. They need to own it. They backed us into a corner. We need to push them back out of the way. They chose to side with a couple of moneyed, manipulative people and dismiss all the people that have given their hard-earned money time and efforts to support these clowns and stick them back in office because they thought it was better the devil you know than the devil you don't. I'm merely suggesting you consider what it looks like to dismiss one of our own. 
to punish one of our own, to cast them aside. Now you might be looking in that mirror and say, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Well, I'm not asking you to vote for the other guy. I'm not asking you to support the other guy. All I'm asking you to consider is if they're that bad, if they're that terrible, what happens if a whole lot of us just sit at home? They reference the idea that the Republican Party of Georgia has been, quote unquote, set aside because the elected officials know better. Yeah, I saw how they're running Georgia, the elected officials in Georgia. They're handing it over to the enemy. They're casting it into the ground because they reject what the party people in that state want. Georgia was once solid red. Georgia once was a beacon of hope to many of the Yankee states, but now it's a mess. Now it's turning into a reject pile of garbage led mostly by the corrupt town called Atlanta. I don't want to follow suit with Houston and Dallas and Austin. I had hopes that we could do better. I had hopes that we were going to turn things around and we still can. We just need to call the herd. I mean, that's what it boils down to, right? The flock gets stronger if you call the weaklings. The flock gets stronger if you take out the <laughs> the problem child, right? There are other analogies there, but ooh, they're all too dangerous. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm just going to say they would do the same to us if they thought they could. Oh, wait a minute. They already said they're going to. They're going to dismiss us. They don't care. They don't care about us, our work, the party, or anything. They've got the money, and they think they've got guaranteed re-election. We shall see, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see. We'll see who cries uncle first. We'll see who gets one put over on the other. This is our opportunity. Yeah, I know. It stinks. It's a bad situation. Perhaps you can look at it as an amputation. In order to save your life, you have to lop off your arm or your leg. So, if that means you say, goodbye, Mr. Holland. Goodbye, Mr. Leach. Goodbye, Mr. Patterson. Goodbye, Mr. Giovanni. So be it. That is the cost that they brought upon us. That is the cost that they put upon themselves. We have to consider our other options. We cannot continue to play games by their rules and expect to ever, ever get ahead. There has to be a consequence to them. There has to be a consequence that we can dish out. They want to make the party irrelevant. They want to run away or run over the populist people that get them reelected. Okay. How about we just don't show up? Let's talk about it. Let's think about it. We got a whole lot of time to consider this. The primaries are in March. And it's not even July yet. And these guys are looking at different unique ways to sell us out and knife us in the back. If you're going to fight, bring the fight now. So we'll know exactly who we need to deal with. And with that, thank you for your consideration. And I will see you on the other side.